Cameron, do you think our audience likes long cold opens or short? It's hard to say because there's been literally zero feedback in that department. Um, <laughs> but I like to imagine that they really enjoy the long ones. I do, I do too, right? But sometimes, um, sometimes we do a long one. And as I'm going back and editing it, I'm just like, why did we keep going? Why did we why did we do this? What are we doing? I don't I don't I don't understand the question. Uh, is oh, well, are you really podcasting if you weren't self-indulging? I suppose that is the nature of the art form. Um so we've got two episodes today. Two um iconic seminal uh-huh. episodes. Um there was a, like a whole TV event for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think we should do one big cold open and, you know, <laughs> rate them after. <laughs> I am so... Yeah, I mean, what is there to say, really? What is there to say? What is there to say? Nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 we'll get into it when we get into it. According to Peggy, these aren't like, these aren't like... And this is just a thoughtful discussion of, you know, the bonds of marriage or... I did... I did very much in the second episode laugh out loud when I was not supposed to. <laughs> I can't wait to get to that. <laughs> okay, we can get to it. We got two episodes. Let's just jump in. Okay. All right. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Brought to you by Judy Haberfeld, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Cameron. I'm your other host, Chance. That's not who I thought, where, where I thought we were going with that. I thought we were going to be the Philadelphia Victorians. Yeah, something like that. But it's Judy Haberfeld. Haberfeld. Please, call me Judy Haberfeld. Oh, please, call me Judy Haberfeld. Yeah, so... I guess I have to say at the top of the episode that, you know, I didn't really think about it, but you're married now, so our friendship is dead. Yeah, it's true. I'm sorry. It's over. Yeah. You have been replaced. I have been replaced, I guess, by your wife. I was in your wedding, and I didn't make a big enough scene. <laughs> you didn't. And I'm I could sure have very easily, seen. someone could have very easily laughed and said, ha chance is poor. It, it's true. <laughs> it really would have worked. It just would have worked, true. you know? Well, in that spot was Brett Jenkins. Uh, he could have one of yeah. our most soft-spoken, thoughtful friends. Yeah, I really could see him fulfilling that. Um, <laughs> you know, laughing at the troubles of a, a poor person. But then you moved to Boston, and Sarah did not pack me a bag and say I was coming with. So no, so that's where it kind of falls apart. Yeah, now uh, tell Sarah that she's a bad Topanga. You're a bad Topanga. She's standing <laughs> right over here. <laughs> Trust me, it's okay to be a bad Topanga. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's it's not a bad thing to be a bad Topanga. To be a good Topanga would make you a not very likable person in these two episodes. Uh-huh. Your eye would have to twitch a lot. <laughs> Your eye would have to twitch a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll just. I guess we can just get right to it. Yeah, I guess. Got so. a lot to talk about today because we're not doing just one episode. We're doing two episodes: the wedding episodes. So starting with. 706, they're killing us and going on 
into 707, it's about time. It's about damn time, mm-hmm. as Lizzo tells us. As Lizzo, she, she tells us that, and I think she's right. Do you need to bleep that? We are the most explicit podcast ever. Yes, that is true. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. Maybe I just like to live on the edge. I don't, I, I don't want the delicate ears of our listeners. <laughs> I still take too much joy in that review. <laughs> oh, I think about it too much. But that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we do have two episodes. I don't know that we have a ton to discuss. Not really. Um, I do just want to say at the top, I liked them both. I thought they yeah. were pretty fun, especially the first one. I, I was surprised by one episode, like delightfully surprised. Uh-huh. And the other one was kind of what I expected. I hope you were surprised delightfully by the first one. Maybe. Maybe. I, I guess we'll get into it. I was I was, coming in, I was coming in expecting to like they're killing us. As I really thought about the structure of the episode, and it's something that I enjoy, which is like a clip show, but that's not a clip show. Okay. But it's kind of that format. And so I appreciated it. It was a really funny um, it has some really iconic moments that it I think does. about in the show. And so it does. Like, that's really great. Kind of an amazing amount. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just like a hit train. And then we have the, the wedding, which is, you know, it's a TV wedding episode. Yeah. It's going to um, give you feelings, but, you know, it's not trying to make a big statement. It's just, it's prestige television. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the thing I want to talk about most is during the wedding. So. Okay. Can't wait. Um, yeah, no, I was not expecting to like them. Um, I remember it just being like wild, goofy stupidness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I haven't really been enjoying that this watch through, um, you know, with the whole like assassinating Eric thing and, Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I was, I was delightfully surprised. Yeah. We can just get into it. We can't, I don't know how to talk about the first episode. Um, can we just like bring up? Like, there's a framing device of Corey and Topanga talking to the camera, talking to mm-hmm. someone. We don't know who. Yeah, um, it's like black behind them. I yeah, could kind of see the. I could kind of see the Matthews door in their living room behind them. Okay. Um, yeah, there. There's a framing device, and it's Corey and Topanga, um, and they keep introducing like vignettes, I suppose, mm-hmm. of things You're that are like, going wrong in their wedding yeah, planning. Exactly. Um, but I feel like that's all we say about that until the very end. Uh-huh. We don't need to say like, and then it cuts back to Corey and Topanga a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just they're they're saying that. There's a few funny things that they say, like when Topanga's like, the theme for our wedding is Gone with the Wind, and Corey's like, frankly, my dear, that's not the theme I want, um, which I thought was funny. Yes, yeah, so um, then he says, have a nosh with Corey and Topanga. Uh-huh. Isn't that just like a meal, a drink? I don't know. There's a there's a restaurant here in uh, the town I live in called Nosh. Uh, I'm just gonna look up what Nosh means exactly. Camera Googles something. It just shows me the restaurant. It's to eat a snack or to munch. Oh, okay. It's just like kind of snacking. Have a Nosh, according to Panga. Um, I think that's a good theme for a wedding. Yeah. I mean, my if it was my wedding, I wouldn't have with Corey and Topanga. It would have been with Cameron and Sarah. No, I should have been with Corey and Topanga. <laughs> Come to Cameron and Sarah's wedding. The theme is have a nosh with Corey and Topanga. Um, my our, our, my wedding's intentional theme was like... Die by the sun? 
Well, <laughs> that was an unintentional theme. We had two unintentional themes. Um, Biker rally? No, that didn't really factor in as much. As we thought. <laughs> oh, but it was funny. Um, there was a biker rally going on next door. Um, the intentional theme was like, do whatever you want. We don't care. Uh-huh. It's a um, good theme. We we told people they could come in cosplay, in shorts and t-shirts. We didn't care. Uh, the unintentional uh, theme of our wedding was men in fruit shirts. It is true. There were <clears throat> many, many men in fruit shirts. Yeah, I mean, mine wasn't technically, but it had a lot of like vines on it. Mm-hmm. There were, it wasn't like pineapples, which were, there were several pineapple shirts. Yeah, and le- lots of lemon shirts. Mm-hmm. Like a good like seventy percent of the men at my wedding came unintentionally wearing fruit Hawaiian shirts. As far as you know, I, it's true. You guys could have planned it. I'm now but revealing to you. Even getting Jeremy on it, who is not like a person you have normal contact with. Oh yeah, we talk all the time. Like remember <laughs> that time we played that one Star Trek game, the chance made up. Mm-hmm. That's fun. I still have the rules for that. Song. It's a good time. Um, it was a good time. But yeah, that was my wedding. I don't know why we're talking about it because it's Corey and Topanga's wedding. It's Corey and Topanga's wedding. Um, Corey describes wedding planning as going using going on a pogo stick through the through a minefield. Boom, boing, boom, boing. Mm-hmm. Which I don't feel like wedding planning was that crazy. No, ours wasn't either. But again. Ours was like, do whatever you want. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, ours was pretty standard, I feel like, but there wasn't anything. It wasn't like, no, there weren't really any complications. It just was. It was. The best part of your wedding was playing hide and seek the night before it. Yeah, that was awesome. We played yeah. hide, hide and seek and sardines in the dark, empty church. Yes. We were getting married the next day, and it was awesome. Yes. Um, But I guess we'll get, we'll get to it. So our first little scene... So we have our first complication that's set up is the bridesmaids' dresses. Topanga's sitting there, she's like, come on out. And it's just these, I mean, they're very southern sort of style with a big hat with a big wide brim. And they're like pink and purple and huge. Would that be considered a hoop skirt? Probably. That's what I've always imagined as a hoop skirt. I'm going to add to my weird things that I Google. But um, tomorrow when I open my computer, I'll say, yeah, it's a hoop skirt. And poofy sleeves with uh-huh. white and long gloves, long white gloves, parasols. Um, but they don't know about the parasols. They didn't yet, but they're terrible. Um, I guess. I mean, they're fine. I do think in our reboot of season seven, uh-huh. we need to have this scene, except have our version of Angela sit to peg it down and tell them why a Southern Bell wedding may not be the best. Yeah. Thing to have her it's in. my southern bell wedding she's like my sister are you listening to the words that are coming out of your mouth like like antebellum south that's uh-huh. what you're celebrating right now pangers come on pangers um but the real star of this scene nay of the episode of makes her appearance makes her appearance here in morgan matthews just yes. like telling it like it is coming in hot <laughs> um it's just amazing um, she's like, what are you, psycho? Like, we look like clowns. And Rachel's like, or, and um, they're like, no, no. And Rachel's like, Cirque du Soleil clowns. Like, very classy. I don't know. I've never been to Cirque du Soleil. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But <laughs> um, she's like, no, horn honking, big shoe wearing clowns. Yeah. And at and one uh, point, she's like, rips the dress off when she gets her parasol and is, die, dress, die. 
Yes. That is that is actually the next scene because it cuts back to Courtney and Peng and then it cuts back to that. Mm-hmm. But we said we're not going to do that. That's true. That's true. Um, and they're like, it can't hurt you anymore. But then Topanga's like talking about her dream of having this Southern Belle wedding. And Morgan's just like, you're from Philadelphia, stupid. Yeah. And she says, stupid. It's great. <laughs> uh, yes. And I, I do relate to Corey when he's like, when she's like, weddings have to have themes. Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why? They don't. Did our wedding have a theme? Mm-hmm. No, our wedding didn't have a theme. I didn't think it did. Chocolate mustaches was your wedding. Yeah, theme. that was the theme. Wait, we we just had our first guest appearance from the Sarah Liner. Uh huh. And last, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> this is the closest she'll ever come, and she's good with that. Um. Uh. Yeah. Not really a theme. Purple. There's a lot of purple. That's a theme. I think there was purple, prince. purple and chocolate mustaches. A prince wedding. <laughs> a prince wedding. Purple rain, chocolate rain. Purple rain, chocolate dripping down your face. My son has somehow discovered the song Chocolate Rain. And sometimes he'll just be sitting there and he goes, Chocolate Rain. (laughs) And that's it. I don't really know much about that song. But I I just think it's very funny. I just know it was a meme when we were in college. Like early days. I was like, there weren't memes, but yes. I mean, memes have existed since mankind has existed. They weren't named that. No. Or they didn't mean... Uh, funny images with text on it. Yeah, that was back when memes were memes. Yes, memes or those funny pictures on the internet. Um, but then they introduced their next problem, which is that they invited 270, but their hall only seats 80. They're like, but most people won't come. And Corey says, and many of the old people have shrunk. He cries over some family member who he's like, no one should have to die in prison. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering. Feeling this interesting side of the Matthews family. Um, and then we get. Corey's problem, which is best man choice. Well, no, he has the honeymoon stuff first. What? Where they're in the they're in the union, and Topanga's like, yeah. "Let's talk honeymoon." And Corey's reading the paper, and he just goes, "Honeymoon." Yes, one of the more iconic Corey, Corey lines. Honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Topanga suggests a lot of fun things, and then Corey says, "Ah, we don't need it." Uh huh. He only needs one thing. He only needs one thing. Which is just a bed. He doesn't even need a bed. Or the street. Or the road. Yeah, anywhere. And the thing is, like, I feel like this wedding is just like a, you know, it's only just a prerequisite for sex for you. Yeah. He's like, you think? Yeah. And this is the part where Corey should have been dumped. Uh huh. It's just like, 17 years. Let me touch something. he, he, He jumps up after she says it's sick that he only wants to have sex. And he screams that. Like an entitled little brat. Mm-hmm. And then she's just like, it's so cute. We'll do it. And he goes, will you call me Don Francisco? And she says, yes. He's like, yes, who? Yes, Don Francisco. <laughs> Which that was funny. I guess this episode can be called Boys Meet Don Francisco. The, the real episode is Boys Meet the Death of Sex Pest Corey. Do we though? I don't know. But it seems like, seems like well, because I feel like in this episode... We kind of have the end of that. And then the next episode, we have the introduction of Jack being hot. And like that yeah. being a singular character trait. Like yeah. they literally call it out during the wedding. It's true. Where I'm just like, oh, this must be what we're doing now. Yeah, it, it's a it's a real strange turn for Jack. Mm-hmm. It's less Corey needs to get laid and Jack is hot. I guess. What a weird, what a, what a weird 
Which weird was exchange. Um, but yeah, yeah that's this all it is for honeymoon stuff or honeymoon. Yeah, I mean that's literally all it is. And then it uh, they talk about best manning. Um, I really didn't want to think about. It. You don't really want to what? I really didn't want to think about the honeymoon scene because it is the most unlikable Corey. Uh huh. Yes. Um, but we have to. It's our lot in life. I know. Um, and then it cuts to they're in the dorm. Corey, it should be Eric who's the best man. Uh-huh. He's just like, you know he's going to drop the rings down the minister's pants. And dive right in after him. With both hands. <laughs> and uh, knock him over and knock over the candles. Burn down the church. And the firemen are going to bust setup. their way in and chop everything up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just a fun little bit of foreshadowing there. Yep. Um, and the next scene is Corey. He's, he's just like, well, why Why should I make Eric the best man? And then it cuts. And Eric is like, because I am bigger and stronger than he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he makes Eric the best man. He's like, good, because I need to do the jo- He's a jolly good fellow dance for it. He's like, Corey. what are you talking about? Yeah. And for some reason, Corey has candles lit. Yeah, there's a reason that that's a rule. <laughs> that you don't have things like that in your dorm room. It's true, even though most people did, but still. But the rule is there. Whether anyone follows it, I did, because I'm a rule follower. You are a rule follower. Everyone in my life is a rule follower. It's odd, because I've never been. You need us, and we need you. That's why. (laughs) Good. (laughs) But Eric hoists him up, singing for He's a Jolly Good Fellow, and knocks the candles into the curtain. (laughs) And Corey is there watching his dorm room burn down. Yeah, and this, I don't know why, but every time He's a Jolly Good Fellow is ever sung, or like uh-huh. the tune is mentioned, this is what I think of. Uh-huh. Where Eric's singing, they're chopping down the dorm room, they're chopping down the dorm room. My brother is a moron. Just nobody can deny. Yes. I also, the curtains are on fire. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but the firemen come chopping in yeah and then Corey says that uh eric's out sean's in uh-huh um, and then, and then he, oh. no go ahead <laughs> we're no, too polite we're I, um, okay. go there then Corey and Tepega are talking and she's like you had some good talks with your dad <laughs> and Corey's like i guess and then it cut to um, um, alan being very angry that Corey picked Sean to be the best. Mm-hmm. And then Amy's like, oh, it can't be that bad. And then whatever well, you're upset about. Ellen does say you're dead to me, which is a little, uh-huh. a little extreme. Look very extreme. She's like, it can't be that bad. What did he do? And it's like, he picked it. Sean as his best man over Eric. And she's just like, you scum. You scum. <laughs> sit down. And, he's like, and Eric's like, yeah, sit down, scum. <laughs> and this is what is so funny. Like during the scene, they're like guilting Corey into picking Eric, but the whole time, Eric is like up against Amy's shoulder and like rubbing his head on her like a cat. Yes. And the whole time, I'm watching Betsy Randall, just like an absolute champ, refuse to break. <laughs> refuse to break. Just her face is set like flint, but she is just doing everything in her power as Will Friedle is like rubbing up against her shoulder. <laughs> Just like not, not breaking. Yeah, and then they tell this weird story in tandem. Like we got married, 
but we needed more, and that's where Eric came. And the three of us were a family. And mm-hmm. Eric chimes in, but there was a void. <laughs> um, then <laughs> after the end of the course, just like whatever, like fine, he can be the he can be the best man. <laughs> Eric gets out a sparkler to celebrate. <laughs> he's lighting it, and then it's sparkling. He's like, "This is the eternal flame of the love of the Matthews." Ow! And he throws it. Over into the curtains, which very quickly set ablaze. <laughs> yeah, which very quickly set ablaze. And then it, it, there's like a spin cut. Uh-huh, the fire department there. Yeah. Chopping things uh, up again. Chopping and only then does things. Amy say, the baby. <laughs> I yeah. check on Amy the baby. says, someone save the baby. <laughs> um, what are you doing all this time? Trying to recover from Eric rubbing on your shoulder. Yes. And then uh, Alan affirms. Eric's He's out. out. Sean's in. And then Eric's just like, sparklers are fun. Yes. <laughs> and then we get another scene with bridesmaids' dresses. Uh-huh. Where this time, turnabout is fair play, where Topanga tries on Amy's wedding dress. Yes, but Amy is sitting there exactly like Topanga was. Uh-huh. And Morgan is there. In the ugly southern in the ugly, Yes, and she, Morgan is just delighted in this yeah. moment as the panga comes out. She's wearing this, it's a very old style. They start playing this music that's reminiscent of like Native American. I don't know. Well, it seemed old-timey. a bit Amish. Seemed a bit Amish, just sort of old timey. Amy's like, this wedding dress has been in my family since before the Civil War. So I suppose it would go with that Southern Belle thing. Um and she's laying it on thick for Topanga, like, you already have the wedding ring, that my, my grandmother's wedding ring, the most important thing I own, and this is the next. And I'm so uh-huh. excited you're wearing it. And then it cuts to Corinne Topanga on the couch, and she's like, All right, if she thought I was getting married in that monstrosity, she must have been hitting the sauce. Yeah. And uh, Morgan, Morgan mimics Topanga's words about how beautiful the dress is. Mm-hmm. She's like, there I think she deserves that her. dress. Yeah. Um, and Topanga just yells, bite me. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, it, yeah, it just is. Um, Topanga refers to the dress as a musty little devil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when Amy was saying he's been in their family all this time. She's talking about how important it is. And Topanga's just like, oh, poo. Yeah. So they've had enough with all of this. Mm-hmm. They decide they're going to hire a wedding planner. Yes. And who else should it be but the very sponsor of this episode, Judy Haberfeld. Haberfeld. I'm, when you hire Judy Haberfeld, Judy Haberfeld takes care of everything. From guest list to guest last. <laughs> uh, Miss Judy, um, we have a problem with the seating. Oh, please call me Judy Haberfeld. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Amy and Alan come in because um, Alan's going to be paying for the music and the drinks. And she's like, based on the money you've given me, like here's a musical oh. talent that would be available. And all I got to say is I want to see what the Elvis impersonator marimba players had going on. Yeah. Well, the weird thing about this is one of the people is just a legitimate DJ. Yeah, that would be a bad way to go. <laughs> And it's like, why, why is it bad to have a DJ do the music at your wedding? Like, because the joke yeah. here is like, look at all these awful choices. Uh-huh. 
But DJ's right there. But like, what, did were DJs different in the early two thousands, late nineties? No, it wasn't the elegance they were looking for. I guess. I don't know. I'm just saying, Elvis impersonator marimba players might not be a bad way to go. They only had enough money for one. Uh you gotta have both. Yeah. Dang, that's too bad. Um, Corey says cruise circuit kind of slow right now, and they were like, "Yeah." <laughs> okay. Um, um, but um, Alan has decided he's got this. Yeah, and he like, picks an option that actually seems pretty cool. Uh huh. I'm saying, but he's like, you hear a trumpet playing this smooth jazz tune, and who should come around the corner but Mr. Feeney just wailing on the trumpet, and he says, "Oh yeah." Oh yeah, and he he says this is his gift to the bride and groom, uh-huh. or his says, jazz band is going to play. Yeah, he says a blender would have been lovely. To <laughs> think his eye is twitching. Yeah, this whole time, um, and uh, I'm just saying, Feeney does not strike me as a trumpet player. No, French horn, right? Yeah, probably. That seems more like yeah, exactly. French horn, all the French way. Horn. Yeah, like when I when I see Feeney in band, he's uh-huh. a French horn player. Because if Feeney's, but if Feeney's doing a band, he's doing he's doing like a reggae name game style thing. Oh, Steve I feel like he's doing a tribute to that guy. Okay, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm just Feeney's not arrogant enough to be a trumpet. Maybe in a past life. Yeah, trumpet players, man, they're the worst. The worst. Worst part of the I, band. I could also see Fina Feeney being clarinet. Yeah, I feel like you could rock a clarinet. Um, clarinet player players are all right. Or French horn. Those are the two I, I can see him. French in. horn has sort of the refined elegance that we've come to associate with Mr. Feeney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or maybe like a viola or something. But I don't know the stereotypes of orchestra style instruments. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I only know we'll, the wind we'll leave strings out of it. We'll put them over there. Yeah. Where they belong. Um... Alan is acting like a dweeb. He's <laughs> like, if I can find a way to water out down the drinks, I'll get out of this for 70 bucks. Yeah, it's cool. Alan, okay. Whatever. Um, is this? This is when Sean brings the girls in. Oh, yeah. I'm, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Well, but first, we learn a little secret about George Feeney. Uh-huh. Um, so Feeney is putting his trumpet down, and from behind him, he hears, Georgie! and he responds oh god oh please no um i guess he's had a little run-in with judy haberfeld cameron Cameron. they were lovers he's he he has gotten down he's dipped his toe in the haberfeld waters he has and i don't have a one night stand (laughs) they had a one night stand he he was out the door as fast as he could the next morning in shame Uh uh-huh and he's like, yes, well, she's like, where have you been? He's like, well, I've, you know, was called off, you know, espionage. He goes, um, yes, come in. What is it? He's talking to his he wife. He into his wrist, yes. He's like, North Korea, damn. Gotta go. <laughs> and then in walks Sean. Uh-huh. Yeah, Feeney just jumped over a wall. And she's like, Judy Haberfeld. <laughs> yeah, that's the name he was screaming. <laughs> It's just such a cartoon. It most certainly is. But in the best way. Um, and then Sean brings the girls in, and they are in their 
bridesmaids' dresses. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how much they love their dress. Rachel, I totally love my bridesmaid's dress. I totally, I totally love my bridesmaid's dress. Yes. Angela, it doesn't make me think of slavery at all. It doesn't make me think of slavery at all. Yeah, she said she feels like a delicate Georgia peach. Yeah. yeah yes, and then Morgan, the star of the episode. Uh-huh. She's like, I'll tell you the truth. Your friends are stinking liars. Sean paid us off 50 bucks to say things, but I wouldn't use this dress to wipe my... And then <laughs> Ellen grabs her mask. Grabs her. <laughs> because this show is the late 90s, and on ABC, or on ABC TGIF, they do not use the A word. It would have been funnier. It's still funnier if Amy grabs her. Uh-huh. Um, and then immediately upon that note <laughs> ending, who should come in but Eric... And Jack. Mm-hmm. Eric is... Jack looks normal. He's wearing jeans and a t-shirt. But Eric has like this black cloak. Yes, Eric has covering. a cloak. And Jack is begging Eric not to do anything. Please don't. Please don't do this. Sort of a running theme of this season is Jack asking Eric to please not do something. Yeah. You know, back to our Eric theory. It's hard to, to put that theory in this episode because it's just such a cartoon. Uh-huh. Does Eric just really need a win right now? I mean, that might be why he's so desperately lobbying to be the best man. Yeah, he's like, I feel like I failed at everything. But if I'm not best man, I failed at being a brother. Uh huh. That's true. But the show has already established that he's kind of already failed at being a brother. But so is Corey. So. Yeah, that's true. It's it's kind of a question on who the onus is on. Is it on the older brother? I think it's a both and. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Relationships require two people. I know, but like, I don't know. Don't don't older siblings hold a greater sense of like responsibility for fostering relationships? Perhaps, perhaps. I don't, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm just thinking. You're the one who set the like pace of the relationship in your youth. Mm-hmm. Yes, and in high school, it was like I don't want to have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. Just sort of spiraled out from there. But now he has a plan. He says, if I can't be the best man, then I'm going to be the groom. Yes. He, he says, takes the cloak off and has a smoking jacket. Yes. Looking very elegant. He pops out a handkerchief and dusts. Dusts, dusts, dusts the ground and gets down on one knee. Yeah, whatever you say. Wilfredell is a master of physical theory. He really is. That The way he dusts the floor before he takes that knee is very fun. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's stop this charade. Yes, he says he's loved her ever since he saw her through the peephole in the bathroom. Gross-a-rooney, Eric. Very gross, especially because the only people who use that bathroom are his brother and his sister. Uh-huh. So I don't know if there's some uncomfortable things there that we don't want to talk about. Yeah, let's um, just not. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just move along. Um, and he said, and he knows she secretly longed for him. Mm-hmm. And then he says, marry me, Topanga, and let's make Nick Nick. <laughs> make Nick Nick. Ooh. Um, <laughs> eye is just twitching wildly. Yeah, and Corey just says, get him. <laughs> yeah, Topanga lunges at him. Freeze frame. Yes. <laughs> so the, the rest of the episode is just a wrap up. Um, uh-huh. It zooms out to reveal that the people Corey and Topanga have been talking to is their family. Everyone. They can't. They can't wait until June to have the wedding. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get married next week. At 7. 8 Central. Or 8, eight seven, 7 Central. Central. <laughs> I, I remember watching this episode on TV. And when he made that joke, I remember my dad just busting a gut. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they, they just everyone said that back in the day, uh -huh. which was weird because I always lived in mountain times. Yeah, that's not true. I didn't always live that, but well, you often did more than I did. Yes, that's true. on this podcast, you lived in mountain time the most. Yes, that's not difficult. No, I've lived on eastern time the most. That's true, but central is where I like to be, right in the middle, right in one of the two places in the middle. Yep, just smack slightly off center in the middle. Um. Well, I guess we're only like maybe 260 miles from the geographic center of North America. Mm -hmm. In Lebanon, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah. That's so an interesting piece of trivia for you guys. Lebanon, Kansas. There's a monument there. Uh-huh. Which, in the show Supernatural, their base becomes Lebanon, Kansas, which makes sense because it's right back, smack dab in the center. You can get to anywhere, I guess. Problem is you're in Lebanon, Kansas. <laughs> well... I don't think they're wanting to make a city life supernatural. No, that's not a thing that they're about. Um, yeah, but then the show, like the episode ends with like, we're getting married next week right here, uh, just with our friends and family, like the people that we care about. Um, Feeney's like, are you actually going to go through with it this time? And they say yes. And they say yeah. And then like November 5th, 1999, and then they... Show a little RSVP card. Yeah, a little invitation. CoreyandTopanga.com. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's the episode. Yeah. There's a little tag at the end where they're talking more about how much they want you, the audience, to be at their wedding. Yes. Um, like, I like to think it was a video invitation to Nana Boo Boo. Yes. Nana Boo Boo. Is she Is dead? Nana Boo Boo dead? No. No. We meet her in a few episodes. Yes, we do. Um, for some reason, we do. Um, widely considered one of the worst episodes of the show. Oh, um, really? I didn't know. Banana Boo Boo's in it. Yeah, so it can't be all that bad. Um, <laughs> so that's that whole episode. It's, it, it's good. It's fine. It's fine. I really liked it. I don't know what to say about it. There's no, like, important... Yeah, like, and this is what it has to say. Let's talk about its thoughts on this yeah. hot button issue or whatever. Because there's none of that. Yeah. Which is a fun time. Yeah, I mean, the episode is... Quite literally a cartoon. It's got Topanga twitching for half of it, like Corey being a sex pest. Mm -hmm. But only like, a little bit. I guess only a little bit. You know, it's like it's like the old um, pastor illustration where it's like, there's just a little bit of poop in the brownies. Oh my God. I've heard that one so many times. Just a little bit of poop, Chance. Just a little bit. Um, uh, too much of my life. Anyway. <laughs> I gave it like I gave it like a seven point five. Oh, what well, did I? I gave it a nine point five. Whoa! I really enjoyed it. Wow! I was thinking you were going to say like, "Oh, wow, that's even higher than I gave it." Oh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was wow! Like exactly, 9 .5. I feel like we've actually been in this valley through so much, where I'm just like not having a good time, and now I've had a really good time with this episode. And like I laughed a lot, and it was silly, but not in a way that was troubling. Minus like, you so know, give me those men over this episode any day. Maybe, but I mean, this was just a it was a fun watch. Okay, okay, seven point five and nine point five, average of eight point five. Average of eight point five. It's highest tied with Angela's Men for our. It's tied with Angela's Men for our highest rated oh. episode. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was expecting this one to be like a four. Jokes on you. It was. I mean, it, it's a very enjoyable episode. Um, MVP, 
to me, it's no contest. It's just Morgan. Yeah, it's Morgan. She finally got one. <laughs> she, she finally got one. And everyone else is, I don't even know. I don't even know what everyone else. <laughs> and what should we call it? I, I wrote down Boy Meets the Curtains on Fire. Yeah, that works. Or Don Francisco. Or Don Francisco. Or Judy Haberfeld. Or Judy Haberfeld. Boy All of them are good. Um, Boy Meets. Wedding Planning. It's a dumb name. I don't like it. Um, Boy Meets 8, 7 Central. <laughs> okay. <laughs> eight, seven central. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. It's a good joke. I feel like this is the fastest we've ever covered an episode, but I don't know what to no, say. It's the very beginning. I think our very first episode, start to finish, which was just the pilot, and we were talking about ourselves and a lot of things. It, I think it clocked in in like 43 minutes. What's so, this one now? I can't help though. We're at 44 and a half. Okay. It, it's a fast one, but Ooh, like... We did it. <laughs> and, and this isn't like the Wendy episode that we really hated. Mm-hmm. And like, didn't want to talk about it. Like, I mean... It's, it's just like, you, just talk, you can only say like, here's the scenes. And it's not like, oh, and this makes me think of this. Yeah. It makes me think of that. Like we did a little bit. But, you know, we got more to talk about. So it's fine. Yes. I have more to say about this next episode. Mm-hmm. Probably because ultimately more flawed which is weird because it's argue arguably the last episode was nothing but flaw <laughs> it's only flaws um, um but now we're we to, before we get to it though oh okay i just need to say no sleep <gasps> till babka no no sleep sleep till babka, til babka. that's right the yeasty boys are back the podcast within a podcast all about bread Bread. And I I just want to bring something today that I made tonight for dinner um, alongside dinner. It isn't it wasn't fresh. I didn't like bake a bunch of bread, but I made garlic toast with like homemade garlic butter mm-hmm. and um, ciabatta bread. It's good stuff. And it was amazing. It's just like very simple. So I just want to encourage folks at home. You can do this really easy. You just get some ciabatta bread, slice it in half like a sandwich style, not like in half. The other way, you know, toast it. Then you, I took butter, like stick butter, and let it like sit to room temperature. Put some garlic powder, salt, and pepper, and mashed it all up, and then spread that on the bread. And it was really hot. You can do fresh garlic too. You can get get some parsley in there, man. It's so good. Ooh, I bet. Um, but it was amazing. Mm, It is super easy. Um, one other thing that I want to talk about because I'm just curious. I don't know. I just don't know. But I, well, yeah, we have Roku, and so it popped up today on our advertisement, like a Roku advertisement for the Great American Baking Show. No, no, no. But it no. looks like Paul and Prue are the judges, at least from what I can tell. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google it. But I got really upset. Yeah. Um. I will, I will second your garlic bread. It's really one of the greatest. The Great American Baking Show has existed for a little while. Live. Lies and slander. It's got five seasons. No, it doesn't. What in the world? It can't be real. It was hosted by Jeff Foxworthy? No. That can't be real. It's the second license adaptation. Okay, the second license adaptation of the Bake Off format. The first one was the American Banking Competition, which was hosted by Jeff Foxworthy. Um, but it's gone now. All the first two seasons of it were hosted by Nia Vardalos of my Big Fat Greek Wedding fame. Oh, is that the one you kept referencing? Mm-hmm. And Mary Berry was one of the judges. 
I need to watch this because I love Mary Berry. Is she still alive? Oh, she's Dame Mary Rosa Aileen Hunnings. Nay, Barry. It she can't is so be very good. It, I'm like, it can't be. But also, when they say make a pie, it doesn't have weird meat in it. I mean, I love good meat pie. Yeah, but you know, you know. I think it is just this most recent season that they were advertising, which is season six, which maybe just started. Oh, yeah, just this. Um, the It premiered on Cinco de Mayo or May 5th as it is more known. Of course, of course. Cameron, uh-huh. within the first few seasons, it was pulled off the air for sexual harassment allegations. Against who? Johnny Luzini? Johnny Luzini. Uzini. Uzini. Well, that's just the most American thing I've ever heard. It's true. The Roku channel would be airing the new season of the show with Paul Hollywood returning as a judge. Along with, no, so this is the first season with the two of them as judges. Yes, it seems to be the case. I might watch it and get back to us. It can't be good. Are there random cutaways to sheep? I think not. I don't know. I'll have to get back to us. Oh, but wow. Just Cameron, you're going to be going back to a pre-pandemic world. Season 5 is in 2019. It's weird how... Like, I've been watching the seasons that are on Netflix. And when the season in 2020 starts... It's like very strange because um, they're like all in a bubble and it went over into the next season too. Yeah. yeah. But it's also, like it, it's also when Matt started to be the host and I feel like some of the things just got more absurd. I have never minded Matt. I know no, people hate fine. him. He's fine. I liked Sandy a lot. Well, Sandy was better than Matt. Uh-huh. I, like, I, I thought Sandy and Noel were just such a good combo. I really liked the two ladies that uh-huh. were before Noel. Yeah. They were great. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring the fact that this show exists. Apparently, it's existed for a while. Um, that, um, yeah, something to keep your eye on as lovers of baked goods, I assume. If you're listening to this show, I assume you loved baked goods. Yeah, I would think. If you are, what what's wrong with I am, you? I am just not doing a very good job of bread. Me neither. I mean, as a big part of, you know, my gout and all of that, I've like been eating healthier exercising more, stop drinking pop um, and alcohol and all of those things. Um, and I just feel like eating a bunch of bread just sort of goes need, against this new me. I need to take a big swig of my cocktail since you just said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's oh. having to choose between having a drink and um, walking without pain, I'll take the walking. I mean, if we lived in a society where we had robot legs, I'd just say chop them off and give me chop the rocket legs. And give me some screwball. And some rocket legs. Let me hover around. But what I guess if you could have a Wally chair. What if? I don't really want a Wally chair. I feel like the point of Wally was Wally chairs are bad. Is he no Her life is I to disagree. be experienced. I disagree. Wally chairs were inefficiently built. Like you it should work out your muscles for you? Yeah. Exactly. Like one of those things from the nineties that like shakes you. Uh-huh. Just have it do that for or, like, yeah, they, the rope. Robotic exercise was a big thing in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. It's like you just lay on the table and it moves your body, which is like the most American thing I've ever heard. Oh, it's worldwide, baby. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm saying. Sure. It's like, yeah. I want to exercise, but I don't want to actually put in any effort. I'm going to lay on this table and let it move my body in the ways that it needs to. Yeah. That's the dream. <laughs> seems so dumb. But anyway, we're still in the Yeasty Boys, and I think we need to get out of it because we have a wedding to get to. Fine. 
So from all of us here at Yeasty Boy World, no, sleep till Bobka. No, sleep till Bobka. I forgot what show I was doing. Yeah, we were in the show within the show. Um, Yeah, so second episode. It's about um, damn time. It's about Wait. damn time. Because we are the most explicit podcast. Uh-huh. We say things like damn and hell, and we don't even care. <laughs> we don't even care. Piss. <laughs> oh. Crap. Try and oh. stop me. Try and stop him, everybody. Um, yeah, so we we open on the girls. Um, surely Topanga is the, is the star of the show. Um, oh, no. <laughs> as, as they're getting ready, and Topanga's just so overwhelmed with love. Her friends mm-hmm. love her. Her mom is there, and she loves her, and she loves them. But then, who should walk in but the true star? The only true star of, the of show. an episode about Corey and Topanga's wedding. <laughs> it would have to be. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of Corey and Topanga moments for the last few seasons. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and they've really focused in on just just one 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 single character. It's really the backbone of this entire no, relationship. The, the entire relationship, the entire show, and here he is having a hard time. In walks Sean Hunter, the main character of the Korean Topanga wedding episode. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, get this everybody just... at home. Sean, in this episode, I know this is really just going to blow your mind. Sean has an arc. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got a problem, meets resistance, Solves that problem and learns something about himself. You know who doesn't have that? Anyone else? <laughs> Anyone else? Classic. It's classic. I, you know, it's so it's so poetic. I just I wonder if people in the nineties were like, "Why is this episode about Sean?" They had to have been right. I don't. Maybe they didn't even notice. I don't know. Maybe. But yes, this is Sean this is Sean. He says sometimes. I go on a hill that overlooks Cory and Topanga's wedding for a sip of momentary focus on myself. On the brink of the wedding that I know, I can gain an eyeful of myself and my own problems instead of what you would think it would be about. But it's okay, because I'm the main character <laughs> in a way that the other main characters just aren't. Uh, you may ask yourself, why am I not the main character? And I may ask you, am I not? <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh it, 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 it's so beautiful honestly like, mm-hmm. i really cool. wouldn't expect anything less <laughs> if this I was mean, an episode about cory topanga getting married and that's all it was i would be disappointed yeah if you know if it didn't focus mostly on sean's trauma it's like what are we doing here what you know doing? what's even the point um but yes um Topanga is talking about how wonderful Corey is. And then who should walk in? He's like that person who center demanding little white boy. Angela is very funny here. She says something like, speak, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Sean spends this whole scene, this whole scene, talking about how Corey actually is. Mm -hmm. And Topanga can't take it. (laughs) She can't. Like, he... He says some things like, everything's always about him, no matter what. Why is everything I do about Corey? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's always about how he's feeling, all the things that he has going on. It's like, you're speaking the truth. 
You're saying exactly the right thing. Are you having like a really emotionally healthy epiphany? Because <laughs> I'm happy for you. Yes. Um, this all disturbs Topanga greatly. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and she <laughs> grabs him by the throat. He <laughs> grabs by the throat and pushes him into the wall. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say it because we are the most explicit podcast out there. There were some people awakened by this episode. <laughs> like, oh, I would like Topanga to grab me by the throat and slam me against the wall. There were some people, I'm just saying, who were like, oh. I mean, because not an episode should go by where I don't reference community. Okay. There's just a scene whenever, anytime anything happens like this, there's a scene in an early episode where the dean is looking at his computer and he sees this picture of a man dressed as a Dalmatian. And he just says to himself, this better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> and then like throughout the Dan Harmon, the creator of the show, wanted it in there because he thought it was funny. He's like, just, just do this one throwaway thing. Like this better not awaken anything in me. Then the, the, like the studio was like, why is this here? Like, what do you, this is weird. Like this doesn't need to be here. And so he made it a running thing throughout the rest of the show that the Dean is has a very specific furry fixation of people dressed like Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah. But it's just like, it's better not awaken anything in me. <laughs> Too late. And there it is. It's awaken some things. Um, and is just like, you love him more than I do. She's yes. like, it's true, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, she says that to her mom. Uh -huh. <laughs> Rhiannon? Can, we, can I call you Rhiannon? Um, why are you letting her go through with this, though? <laughs> There's a lot of red flags that are popping up here. <laughs> um, um, but then we cut to the Matthews living room. Uh -huh, where they're setting up. And Corey's talking about Sean. Sean, where's Sean? <laughs> like, he should be back with the tuxes, and I send him to get the cake and to do all of these things. Um, and he's freaking out. And Eric's like, well, I need to have the older brother pre-wedding sex talk with you. And everyone's just like, oh, dear. No, no, no. Um, and, Corey, and Eric says, sex without love is empty and hollow. hollow. Uh, empty and hollow. And that's just the way we men like it, right, Dad? <laughs> and Amy's just like making this face. Feeney's like, no, you're completely misunderstanding human sexuality. Um, yeah, he says, and he like goes the on this talk. People's connect souls. And Eric says, but you're yeah, old. You're old. <laughs> And okay. just like, you're all crazy. Um, did Feeney get divorced? His wife? Oh, because his, the dean is just gone? Yes. Where, where could she be? Yeah, and the Judy thing, I feel like is easily diffused by, oh, I got married, I'm sorry. Uh huh. Judy Haverfeld does not take, I got married, I'm sorry, for an answer. Homewrecker. The woman is insatiable. <laughs> insatiable. Once she has her eyes set on you, there's no escape. Once you go fiend, you're going to be mean. <laughs> sure. I like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. They're setting up the wedding, and then Sean says, or Corey says, why is Sean trying to sabotage my wedding? <laughs> He's being a bridezilla. He's being a bridezilla. It's true. Um, but then and, Sean comes in. Yeah, Sean comes in, and... He's telling Corey how big of a jerk he's being and how they need to talk about what's really going on. 
He's like, I spent all this time tying, tying cans to the back of the Volvo. He's like, we don't have oh, a Volvo. We have a Chevy. And uh, Feeney says, why are there cans tied to my Volvo? And then Corey's holding the strings with the cans. Yeah, and Sean's like, Corey, we need to talk about what life's going to be like. In my mind, Sean is basically saying, like, Corey, I have character arcs. Like, let me have it. I need some growth. <laughs> you know, growth. Let me an epiphany. Um, and Corey is like, beans? You chose beans? Yeah, but I well, I think this is a good bit of acting on um, Ben Savage's part. Because it seems like Sean is saying this and Corey's face is like, oh, this is true. We need to talk about this. Like, I'm feeling many of yeah. these same things. But then he's like, I need to escape. Must eject. Beans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's definitely got a look of, like, terror on his face. Uh -huh. like, he's like, this is the conversation that I'm trying to avoid having. Mm -hmm. um, but they He's like, beans don't say eternal love and happiness. And then Eric's just like, I know what they say. Yes. Yes. Um, and then they get into a fight and Sean says, get a new best man. Mm -hmm. And so he chooses Eric to be his new best man. And then Corey says, you can be an usher. He's like, I don't want to be an usher. It's like, you want to walk by the name of Boo Boo down the aisle? I don't even want to go to your wedding. Mm -hmm. Storms off. Yeah, storms off. And Eric's like, I'll go get the tuxes and the cake. Yeah, so he goes off to do that. Mm -hmm. And then I think the next scene is where they're all just standing around in their undergarments. Waiting for Eric, yeah. Uh -huh. Which this is where Jack walks in in his undershirt and boxers, and the crowd goes wild. They go wild. Which is, I wrote down, is this this is the dawn of the Jack is super hot thing. Yeah, I, I guess. Which yeah. the episode later calls even more attention to. He was wearing like a very tight t-shirt in the last episode, which is not yeah. normally his thing. Uh-huh. Normally, you know, because he was wearing sort of the late 90s baggy, like mm -hmm. baggy sweatshirt or sweater like button kind of ups over. Uh, but now he's button-ups over button-ups over button-ups. Yes. So many shirts. Uh-huh. Too many shirts. So hot. Um, but now, yeah, he's much tighter clothing. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel yeah, like this point in the 90s, it was a tight shirt and big pants. Yeah, it was. You had the... You had you had to the look at any Backstreet Boys music video, and you'll see Yeah. That. I was going to say, you had the boy band look. And that's definitely the look Jack is rocking, even with the hair. Uh-huh. And the soul, he's got kind of a soul patch mm -hmm. kind of thing going on. Did the Lawrence Brothers try to start a music career around this time, I wonder? <clears throat> I don't know. I think they have an album. Let me do some research. Didn't we play a song out. from them? I believe so. Fill for time. Um, filling for time. Uh, but yeah, so they're there waiting. Like, this is never going to happen. Um, this isn't how I feel for time. So I read the most delightful graphic novel yesterday. So it was free comic book day. And so I went to the store and I wanted to buy something to support my local comic book shop. And I ended up finding this. And it was the Justice League meets the Power Rangers. Love it. Um, Love and it's it. maybe one of the most fun things I've ever read. Like I literally laughed out loud. Uh, just like just the craziness of some of the things that happened. I'll need to loan it to you because um, it was just great. Um, I, what else is there to say? What really? else is there? Um, I can't. It was definitely the late nineties. So surely by now. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out. Is Soulmates the band with his brothers? No. Uh, so they started a band in 2017 called Still Three. Maybe that's the one. Well, this was a little bit, um, a little bit um, after. 
this show. Yeah, looking at his wiki, that's the only thing that it talks about. Okay. Maybe they didn't have a band going on at this time, but maybe they were considering it. Yes, it's the still three song we played on here. Yeah, that seems to be it. But while they're waiting, and Jack is looking hot, I guess, um, who should come in but Eric in a tuxedo? He's like, mm-hmm. Eric, where's all of our tuxedos? And he's like, it's in the car or in the in limo. The he's like, and we're it's taking us to our new, the new venue, new place. We're going to have like, the wedding. You didn't think I'd let my brother get married to a place like this, did you? <laughs> this place where I was good enough for Feeney. Yeah. But not good, good enough. Feeny. Not good enough for my brother. So Corey's just gung ho. He's like, okay, let's go. Everyone just seems to be rolling with it. Except Alan. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Who uh, pulls Eric aside? How bad is this going to be? It's funny because uh, Eric is just like, "You never made any real money, did you, Dad?" He's like, "No, but I have you, so I'm twice cursed." Yes, that's yeah, that's later at the venue, but yes. Oh, that's when they're at the venue. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Eric has done something. Eric has done something. Um, like garnered a limo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like his response when Alan goes. How bad is this going to be? You know, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) What a good uh, take on life. What are you you doing? Googling to see if this is a real place. Mm. There is a Philadelphia. Can't tell. It seems to just be. um, No, there is a Philadelphia Victorian. I feel like you can just go to Google Maps, right? I'm finding it. It is a real hotel. I don't know if it's quite like this, but it does exist. Yelp is taking its sweet time loading photos. It's not important. It does exist, though. Um, actually, I don't know that it does. I don't think it does. Perhaps it did at one point. Maybe so. Dang COVID. I mean, I'm finding a place called the Victorian, but not a hotel, I guess. So an event a Victorian banquet hall. Oh, well. It's not a big deal. Um, but yes, they're there, and it's all very nice. Um, and who should we see, though, but our dear friend, the hotel clerk from the prom episode, has moved That's over true. to um, over to here, over to the Victorian. Um, Balma is his last name. I can't remember his first name. Yeah, Jeffrey Eric's got a, there's an underpinning of, like, Eric slipped in some 20s again. He's like, I know how to grease this guy's palms. Uh-huh. Yes, but he refers to them as Mr. Peterman, and everyone's yes. kind of like, Huh? Um, but this is our first sign that something's up. Something's wrong here. But it's fine. They're here at the wedding. It's it's nice. Everything seems to be nice. And then we are actually in the wedding. <laughs> and who should be their officiant but Leonard Spinelli himself? Yeah, it's so nice of them to remember that Leonard Spinelli had gotten, like, really great, like, therapy. Mm-hmm. He really, like, been taking care of himself. And yeah, he became a minister. Like, yeah, he even became a minister. And here he is, returned again. Doesn't seem to remember that these are the Matthews, though. He, I think he's just playing along, right? I, I guess so. Yeah, he's just he's just like, he's in on it, I bet. He is. He is. Um, but the, you know, everyone's walking down the aisle, and uh, it's beautiful. And then the flower girl and the ring bear come down, and the flower girl points to Jack. And calls like, him does over. The come hither thing. Uh huh. And so he does, and she's like, "You are very hot." He's just like, cool. "Um, thank, thank you." <laughs> and then, yeah. um, 
the ring bearer is there and Eric goes and he's like, where are the rings? And the kid's just like, that's your job, Slick. I'm just here to look cute. And he gives mm -hmm. a grin. He's very cute. Um, and then Angela says, you forgot the rings? And he says, y yes, but I forgot, but I remembered my underwear. And then he looks panicked. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, poor Eric. Um, and then Topanga so, comes down the aisle. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause this. It looks okay. like you seemed like you weren't paying any attention to the things that I was saying. So I, I knew was, you were looking for something. I was just looking for the most expensive hotel in Philadelphia. Uh, looks like it's the Four Seasons. Um, and it does. Isn't that where weird. Trump gave his uh, rally or his announcement of conceding the election? I have no idea. There's a whole thing where they announced that they were doing a, a thing at like the Four Seasons, but it was really like the Four Seasons Tire Shop or something. Yes, that's true. That did happen. This is the Four Seasons Philadelphia, and I gotta admit, it's pretty swanky. Oh, I love a nice swanky hotel. It's pretty swanky. Four it's Seasons really Total Landscaping. But it was in Philadelphia. I'm showing you the picture. Oh, I was looking at Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Oh, my. It's large. That's quite large. Um, so yeah, four seasons. Anyway, if it's comparable, it's probably very nice. Probably. Rooms are over $600 a night. Wow. No, thank you. <laughs> but Topanga comes down the aisle. Her dad walks her down and like, hands her off, I guess. Um, and Topanga, Corey's just like, I can't believe Sean's not here. And Topanga's like, I love you too. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and then they um, go, uh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say third, third Jed hands her off. Yeah. Third Jed. Worst Jed. Here again. Third, third Jed, worst Jed. For the second time. Second time or third time? Uh, third. It's third appearance of third Jed. It's the mark of the beast. <laughs> this is the end of the world. May 5th, yeah. 1999. So they, they call everyone to order and Amy starts singing a song. Well, he's like, we come today to celebrate the union of Myra and Harold. Peter. And... Um, and then he's like, the groom's mother's going to sing a song. Here's Miss Florence Peterman. And Alan's like, I think that's you. Yeah. Um, and then while she's singing, who should walk in? But Seanzi Hunterelli. Seanzi <laughs> Hunterelli, he must be very old at this point. He's very um, He knocked the power out in Philadelphia in the early, early 80s. I guess yeah. he finally got out of prison. He finally got out of prison. Now, with Sean, because this episode is about Sean, uh -huh. uh, and he gives Corey the rings because he knew Eric would forget them, and Corey thinks this is their, this is it. They're making up. Uh -huh. Like he he does the thing that they always do, where he he apologizes and then he gets an apology and he expects it. Yeah, so he says, "I'm sorry, I was a, such a jerk to you." And he goes, "You were, but we'll talk about it later." And he's like, and he goes off. He's like, "What do you mean?" What do you mean I was? Yes. Um, Corey's entitlement could not could not stand such a slight. No. Even in his own wedding. The happiest <laughs> day of his life. Yes. So, and then it all breaks out. Um, Sean, they start screaming at each other. Sean says, I can't even believe I came here. Have a nice life. And Corey yells. And so my wife actually watched this episode with me. And my, her, she audibly gasped. When Corey let loose, you two trailer trash. Ha ha, Sean's poor. Yeah, and Eric laughs. Ha ha, Sean's poor. Um, um, they're fighting. Right before that, though, Corey was like, I'll take care of this. Get him to Panga. Yes, that's true. <coughs> um, 
And yeah, and then my wife like audibly gasped and had, had her hand over her mouth. I won't do it because you know uh-huh. podcast. That's but but for a good time, and she's like, I should I should have expected it from Corey, but I didn't expect it from him. <laughs> um, and then my wife they proceed to like get into a like fist fight uh-huh. in the wedding, and my wife has some insights I'd like to share with everybody. Oh boy. The most telling thing in this episode is when they start fighting and then they start fist fighting and zero guests are shocked or surprised by it. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, that tracks. That's normal for them. Yeah, feels about right. Um, There's the Corey we know and love, I guess. <laughs> yes, and, you know, and then Sean sits down and he says, like, I'm codependent. He doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. He says it. And... And he's like, and this is hard. And he won't talk about it. And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Like, why do you think I keep sending you places? I don't want things to be chained to change. He's like, we need to talk about it now. <laughs> and Sean goes and sits down. And Corey's like, what can I do? And he's like, do you really like her? <laughs> yeah, I really do. Mm-hmm. And then Topanga comes and she's like, I've been really tolerant over here. <laughs> <laughs> and is like, okay, let's go. And then Topanga reads vows that I guess are true from a certain point of view. I know we're supposed to think like Corey's like, I always believe in love thing is charming. I don't. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm sorry, it's Mike. Mike out there, I don't think it's charming. <laughs> um, but yeah, but he she says stuff about that. Mm-hmm. And then the camera cuts over, and Corey and Sean have their arms around each other listening. And then Corey's like, I have to talk to her now. And she's like, oh, okay. And then he gives his vows back. Mm-hmm. Who can even remember what he says? I legitimately don't. I remember Tang as well. I don't remember Corey's. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's like, I didn't believe in love, but you did. I thought love wouldn't conquer all things, but you did. Whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then Leonard Spinelli... Oh, sorry. Reverend Spinelli. Uh-huh. Father Spinelli? Reverend. We'll say Reverend. We don't know exactly his denomination. Um, He pronounces them man and wife. <laughs> Maybe the first to introduce Mr. and Mrs. Harold Peterman. Yes. Which doesn't make any sense. This is something we need to talk about. Because Peterman's daughter is getting married. Oh, that's true. Maybe he's taking her name. Because of the wealth? Uh-huh. Mm, okay, that's fine. He's marrying into the Peterson family. Or it's some sort of really gross incestuous thing that I don't really want to think about. I was going to say they are Philadelphia elite. Old money. Old money. I don't know. Yeah, we don't need to think about that too much. I think he just took her last name because she's rich. Yeah, he, he was marrying into the dynasty. Yeah, and E.J. Peterman seems like he's the kind of guy who wouldn't want the family name to be gone. Yeah, and he only had a daughter. What are you going to do? He didn't lose a daughter. He gained a son. Yeah, okay. Okay. I dig it. I mean, who uh, who am I to talk about weird last name changes? Yeah, Chance Meyer. It's true. You're still on my phone as Anderson. I need to change that. It's, it's been true. almost a year. Yeah, it's like six days until a year. That's crazy. I know, right? Just one year ago today, we nearly burned alive at the Prague Kolachi Festival. 
It's true. It's true. I got uh, notifications that that happened. I'm not sad we didn't go again. I would go again because the weather was better. It was really hot yesterday. Was it really hot yesterday? It was. Yeah. It was cooler today. A little cooler today, but it was hot yesterday. Um, but they're married. All this to say, Corey and Topanga got married. Corey and Topanga got married. Who knows if it's legal? I should know. I guess if you sign that paper. Yeah. Who's to say? There's so many legal things around. I don't know. I don't know if they're legally married. I got no clue. Who can say? Um, but they're, they're dancing. Rachel's dancing with some young boy who won't leave her alone. She's like, Mr. Feeney, help. He's like, scram, zippy. Yeah, he starts dancing with her. And mm-hmm. My question is, you see in the background that Topanga's parents are dancing together? Yeah. Which seems weird. I didn't notice, but that is weird. Like you think they would make them not be dancing together, um, but it's sweet. Like Corey's parents are dancing, and then they come they over, come. and Corey and Topanga are dancing, and they like, can we cut in? And Topanga's or Topanga's dancing with Alan, and Corey's dancing with his mom. I, I get this feeling that we're supposed to like, we're supposed to get like resolution from the season six. Like, why couldn't you have just gone to Yale thing uh-huh. with? Uh, Amy and Corey's talk, but it has been touched upon so little that it didn't. It didn't feel. Like I didn't care. And Alan just says, "Whenever he drives you nuts, just call me." Yeah, yeah. Which is and fair. Then, I think that's a fair thing to say, more than anything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Corey uh, drives you insane. Call me. Should bang on the side of a glass to announce a speech. But Sean. But the main character. Uh huh. He says, "This is for Harold and Myra." Yeah. Um, and this is where I legitimately laughed out loud because like Sean explains the arc he's gone through, through this episode. I'm just like, <laughs> they really did. Like, cause I knew what was coming that Eric was going to give the next speech and the episode was going to end for Corey and Topanga. Uh-huh. So literally Sean gets up and talks about all the stuff he's learned and then toasts Topanga, Corey's new best friend. And you're like, oh, Sean learned something. I can't wait until Corey reveals what he learned. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Only Sean gets to learn things. In the words of Corey every episode, probably. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I didn't learn a thing. Sean learned something. Mm-hmm. And that's good enough for me. Because he's poor. Uh, so Sean sees self-realization, self-betterment. Um, and the end of a of a kind of subtle codependency arc, and then Eric gets up there, and we learn what Corey learned. I've got the key to the honeymoon suite of Victoria. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. I guess in a way, this is the completion of an arc for Corey. Uh-huh. Sort of. Finally, finally, going to have sex. Finally, after Which... he made the mature decision two seasons ago to be mature about it. You know, and has been a child stuff. about it ever since. Yeah, classic. Yeah, and then the rest of the episode is just Eric explaining how this all happened. Yes, yeah, so he was getting the tuxes next door when he saw that the Peterman wedding was being planned. So he called the Victorian and said he needed his daughter married right away, pretending to be E.J. Peterman. So they needed to get married that day. And so they just made it all happen. And they're like, who would be dumb enough to like fall for that? And they see the hotel manager, and it's uh, it's just Eric in a costume. Yeah, it's Eric with a French mustache. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they the, talk about the caption wonderful. said it had to do with Father of the Bride, but I've never seen Father of the Bride. I but apparently know. it was a reference to Father of the Bride, the hotel manager, and maybe his accent okay. and the way he was acting. If you know how that was an episode to uh, Father of the Bride. Or an homage. No, because I have no clue. Yes, but who should walk in next but E.J. Peterman himself with a posse? Mm-hmm. Um, like, what is what is this? I demand to know. I'm yeah. Philadelphia money. And uh, he spends the rest of the time arguing. And that's like the rest of this episode. Eric mm-hmm. says run. They all run. And then Mr. Peterman and the Eric in a costume argue. And then the tag at the end is them arguing more. Uh-huh. That's it. There it is. That's it. <laughs> I'm looking for the reference. Hold on. Of the manager? Yeah. I feel like the wiki will know. But then again, maybe the wiki knows nothing. The wiki never knows anything. It could know something. That was uh, episode 707. It's about damn time. Yes. <clears throat> In a minute, I'm going to need a cinnamon man and woman to pump me up. Film for C, walking in my blessed essays, trying to get out fabulous. The trivia on the wiki does not say anything. Darn it, I was hoping. Um, thank you, wiki. The song Amy sings is called I Love You Truly, which are also the only lyrics we hear. Wow. All right. Sad. I was hoping there'd be something. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, that's that episode. That's Ready? it. That's the episode. We did, did it. We got to congratulate ourselves for talking through an episode two times this episode. Of I know, we did both of them very fast. I know. And that's okay. Because just like with the last one, there wasn't like a whole lot of like... There was more to talk about. A little bit, yes, of the Eric, or not Eric, Sean stuff. Mm-hmm. But not that much. Um, what do you rate it? A six? A six seems fine. Okay. I was probably going to go with a seven. Wow, you're very positive today. I love it. I was feeling good, I guess. We both dropped a point and a half. Dude, dude, that's a 6.5. Any minute, I'm going to need a MVP. Sean? Sean, yeah. I feel like it is Sean, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's his episode. He learns something and grows <laughs> as a person and has an epiphany. And Yeah, like, Corey is a terrible person who doesn't really get an ending uh, no one else is really much of anything. Maybe Eric. No, Eric is pulling the worst. off the wedding of the century. Huh? Pulling off the wedding of the century through deceit and trickery. I mean, yes, that's good. I mean, like, if you watch, I feel like, if you watch uh, the uh, Avengers, <laughs> that is not great. But if you watch the Avengers, you don't walk away from that saying, man, I hate Loki, even though he's all about trickery and deceit. You're like, I like that. I like that crazy horned guy. I guess that's true, but I still think it's shocking. But I don't think Eric is quite Loki level of uh No. You know, everything. Yeah. He doesn't I, run the Thanatos Gambit or whatever. I, I feel like we are about to hit a bunch of very Corey and Topanga centric episodes. Uh-huh. So other people will have the chance to be MVP. But right now, I feel like it's Sean. It, it is Sean. It's definitely Sean. Um and what does our boy meet in this episode? Boy Best meets his wedding friend. Best man friend. I don't know, he doesn't meet his wife. No. He doesn't meet his wedding. I guess. Boy meets his wedding. Boy meets trailer trash. <laughs> Do it. Print it. Trailer trash. So sad. All right. Wow. 
There it is. There it is. We did the wedding. We did. The wedding, it's happened. This it moment that we've all been waiting for. And now we got stuff to look forward to, maybe? It's know. just like all downhill from here. Not like in a necessarily bad way. I think there's some stuff that's all right. Um, I'm hoping. I, I've got some real hope. I actually have quite a bit of hope for the next two episodes. I mean, there's just 16 more episodes left. Mm-hmm. And that means we have like 14 episodes left because I know two of those we're gonna are like two parters for us. Are they? Which ones? Well, we'll do like the war and seven the hard way together. I would imagine. Oh yeah. And then Brave yeah. New World Part One and Part Two. That's true. So, like, so that means we have. Right, we've got like three months left. It just doesn't seem right. We've got 14 episodes left. Yeah, of like you and me. That's insane. Then we're done. Maybe we should have done this as a two-episoder. Yeah. We're going to go back and do a more in-depth analysis of their wedding in the next episode. <laughs> we're going really, to really go into it. Actually, I don't want to talk about what this will do to our friendship when we're done with it. Yeah. Cameron, can you go get me a cake? I'm on my way. A nothing bun cake. <laughs> yeah, of course. What else would there ever be? I don't want to talk um, about this right now. No. No, we can't. I'll go get Mobetta's. Mobetta's is pretty good. It's good stuff. I guess I can only eat the chicken now. You can't have pork? No. Oh. It's filled with purine. Oh, it's so it's swimming in the stuff. It's swimming in it. And even beef isn't great. I'm very excited for the next three episodes. I really am. I think they're going to be good. So we've got the honeymooners, the honeymoon is over, and picket fences. Mm-hmm. Could be fun. I'm, I'm hoping. Yes, it's sort of the Cory Topanga newlywed saga. You could say. Yeah. I don't even remember. It's very rare that I read a Boy Meets World title and can't place it. But mm-hmm. Family Trees, I got nothing. Is that about Sean? Is that the Sean one? That could be. It's got to be the Sean one. Then and what's then, I going to be like you, Dad? I don't know. I'm going to look. I, you know what? That's we're, more we're about Eric. That's more about Eric in the family business. Oh, how great. And that's the one where Corey is a hypochondriac. I am looking forward to episode 20. Which one's that? Uh, as as time goes by. Oh, is that the alternate dimension one? Yes. That's a fun one. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the next three. I remember nothing about the one, two, three, four, five after that. So we could be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, who can say? I'm looking forward to the next three months. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not looking forward to episode 19. I'm not going to lie. No, but we've said that since the very beginning. We've said that since the very beginning. It's finally coming. we got to get a guest on that one. We need to. Someone who's positive on the episode. I kind of just want to give it to someone like like Drew, who like has no concept. <laughs> give it to him and see what he thinks. That would be fun. be fun to see Drew. Um, but I think we're just delaying the inevitable because we don't want to um, talk about what it might do to our relationship as friends. Yeah. Um, we need to end the episode. So but Does that end I'm, our friendship? No, our friendship continues when the microphones aren't on. Oh, I you're the person I text about Brotato. You, I am. And, and I try to get you to watch stuff. Trying to get me to watch I try to get you to watch stuff that I think you'll like, but you don't think you'll like, so you put it off, and then you watch it, and then you like. I mean, I just started Full Metal Alchemist, man. I'm ten episodes in. It's great. Can't be starting something else. Oh, Give me fifty-four more episodes, and then I'll get to it. That's fair. It was just that's very fair. sad. I didn't realize how many memes came from this show. It's a lot of memes. It is. Episode 10 is very sad. I feel like at this point, 
just because I am a nerd, I've mm-hmm. absorbed the entire series, both series, in fact, uh-huh. through cultural osmosis. There's a character who dies, and he, if you're much in meme culture, you've probably seen the picture where the guy's like, it's a terrible day for rain, and the other character's like, but it's not raining, and then the guy's like, yes, it is, and he just has tears streaming down his face because his friend mm-hmm. died. And it's just like, now I know what that's from, and it makes me even sadder because I know he's dead. dead. And it really, really upset me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you were heartbroken. It's okay. It's it's just a show. It's not real. It is in your heart. It's a terrible day for rain. <laughs> um, Actually, it'd be like it rained. Uh, but whatever. But you can follow us on all the socials that we're on, which is two. Yeah. But Twitter like the and you. We have two socials. I mean, what do you expect us to do? Be on TikTok? So the Chinese can spy on us. We go on Twitter and Instagram so the Americans can spy on us, okay? Yeah. It's all our data the Russians. Yeah. Like good Americans. Like um, good Americans. You can follow us there at, at BG World Fever. <laughs> if you're selling your information to the Russians, too. You know, whatever. Uh, email us at bgworldfever at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to talk about your wedding. Yeah, tell us about your wedding. Tell us... Um, what stage of grief Sean is in? Yeah, we really don't know anymore. He, he achieved a new sixth stage. Yeah, this is the sixth, sixth stage of grief. Codependency. The sixth stage of grief is the friends you made along the way. <laughs> maybe the true grief was the friends we made along the way. In Sean's case, I think maybe it is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world.